Welcome to Twisted Plot Podcast. Here is your host, Evelyn Marley. So uh, my guest today is New York-based Greek-American comedian and writer Gus Constantelis. I found him through uh, I found him through Greek Facebook group, and then afterwards, obviously, I deep dived all of your content, laughing like hysterically the whole way through, um, sending it to all of my family, like flooding them with TikToks, Instagrams, the whole nine yards, which they respond with, "Yeah, we know." we know who this is. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm glad you know. You're a staff writer for Nickelodeon and so much more. Uh, Your content has been putting the smiles on faces like Demi Lovato. Also, you have been on the radar of some big name meme accounts, such as My Therapist Says, and you have some Bravo housewives as fans. So I've been listening to on a couple other podcasts. So I am just not selfishly doing this for myself, getting to talk to you, but I am doing this for my family. And so thank you so much for coming on, Gus, and and coming on to Twisted Plot Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm so good. I'm just (laughs) fabulous. It's funny because I think now with the pandemic and everything, I've reached a point where I'm like, this is my normal life. This is what I do. This is my job. And my husband's like, this isn't a job. Like, you're not getting paid to do this. I'm like, but this is what brings me joy. This is what sparks joy for me. And I get to meet people and talk to people through my Zoom and get to know them that way because I can't do that anymore. I can't go out and just be social and meet people out in the real world. So now I have to go through Instagram and find my favorite comedians and reach out to them like you. And talk <laughs> well, to you. first of all, I just want to say that intro, I was like, damn, I want to get you to write my intros from now on. Every time I have to <laughs> fill out anything, I'm like, I have no idea. I'm from Brooklyn. I exist. This is uh, I'm, I'm this. And then you oh. put it all like in such a little package. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, I wait, this is who I am. I I I was featured on my therapist says. I was like, okay. You're um, like, all right. You were describing you were describing like my Instagram and I was like, who is this? This sounds great. And then I was like, that can't be me. No, it's totally you and you're amazing. And I love researching you. It's going to sound so creepy, but like, that's what I have to do, right? Like I need to know who I'm interviewing and get to know them that way. So it's so funny because I feel like after I deep dive the people that I'm interviewing, I'm like, we're best friends. Like (laughs) I know them so well. We are so tight. And so when I get on the Zooms and the FaceTimes and all that stuff, I'm like, Remember that time that we did that thing? <laughs> Remember when we got dinner last Thursday and we watched your stand-up? <laughs> it was know, so much hilarious. fun. You're so funny. That is so, so funny. Yeah. So it's really, it's just, it's and it's also, it's even more so I feel connected to you because of the Greek background. I'm only half Greek, but my dad, you know, he made it very clear when I was little, he would talk to me in Greek he would take me to Greece every summer. So I feel like way more full Greek than I do anything else. What's the other half? Spanish Basque and Native American. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a little bit of a mix there. My dad came here, you know, with like $25 in his pocket. 
of course. Big <laughs> dreams. Gonna start his own business, buy his own property. I had properties. nothing. <laughs> I'm going. To, I want to buy a house. It's the American dream. I'm like, okay, you had seven dollars and a toothpick, and here we go, and it's and the uh, and uh, a bottle of of uh, Uzo, and you move to America with nothing but a dream. I love it. That's so it. What about your? Where parents? did you grow up? I grew up in California, in the Bay Area. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Oh my God. That's so cool. Uh, my parents, my parents came here in 84 and they, my mom doesn't speak English. My dad learned English while he was in Greece and he became a tailor and now he owns his own tailor and cleaner business. And you grew up in Brooklyn. Yes. And is there a big Greek community out there in Brooklyn that you guys stuck to and went to the Greek church and you I feel like the Greek community here where I live is very like tight knit and everybody knows everybody. It's like mini Greece. It's like a mini Koryo, yes. mini village. So it's just like. That's exactly what it's like yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because it's like Bay Ridge in Brooklyn is like Astoria is like the big Greek neighborhood, but Bay Ridge is like the second Astoria, but like in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And it's just as like as tight knit of a community. And like every weekend we would drive to Astoria and we would go to a restaurant. And then my mom, like she would like it for like three weeks. And then after a while she'd be like, oh no, the fist was bad. I'm never going that again. I'm like, okay. Like <laughs> they get so dramatic about restaurants, but it's so interesting because like we were on, we were in Bay Ridge. Our cousins lived up the block. Our other cousins lived a few blocks away. And then our other cousins lived like an avenue away. So it was just like, the whole family was around all the time. And are they still pretty close to you? Do you guys still get together? I mean, as much as you can, of course. Yes and no. Yes and no. There was a period there that like we all got into a huge fight. It's like, <laughs> that's what Greeks do, oh, right? Yeah. It's like one person's not talking to one person. So we can't invite their family because they don't want them there. So why don't we invite them? Because they'll be happy. And then next time we'll invite that. It's like such a, it's like a mathematical equation. It's so complicated. It's the drama, but, um, the drama. They love the drama, right? They live yeah. for it. And so I was, and so there was a few years where we weren't seeing a lot of each other. And then I lived in LA, so I wasn't seeing anybody. And then uh, now we're all good. Like we're all chill. We all hang out every once in a while. There's a little bit of a spat and it's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Hash it Get out. Get it on the table. And yeah, no, it's, it's definitely funny because most of my Greek, my cousins pretty much live in Greece. Um, and then, you know, my sisters are here and my nephews and nieces and stuff like that, but we don't have, I think as a big uh, unit out here. So when I go there, it's like my dad's like, okay, let's go. We're going to go see Thea Tula. We're going to go see Thea and Thea over there and then Thea over there. And uh, and every day we're like going somewhere different and sitting down. And it's so funny because they like, they always bring out plates of food. And it was so funny for the longest time. I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so full. Like I can't eat anymore. And of course, they're always the same, like, you need to eat, you need to eat and stuff. And so I was eating like all the food. I would just eat all the sweets and everything like that. I was like, dad, I'm so full. He's like, honey, you don't have to eat the whole thing. You just take a bite and you put it down and that's it. Like, that's it. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, because I remember going out at night to the nightclubs and stuff and people would get you shots, Svinakia, and I thought I had to drink them all. And I didn't know that you could just take like a sip and put it down. Did you know that was a thing? Yeah, there's sippers there. I learned that the hard I mean, way. Too. I mean, yeah, it, 
Yes, yes, yeah. They're sippers, which I, I thought was interesting. Did your did your theist used to say tatofas que tapisque na tragudi? That's what my mom used to say. That was like, and my grandma used to say that to me too. And it was like she meant it though. She was like, you better eat it all. And I'm like, all right, well, I am very full. Um, that's so funny. I went to Greece with my parents last summer, right? We were in my mom's village. We had this cab driver. We get in the cab. We're on our way to the beach. He gets a phone call from his friend and his friend is someone my mom knows. Of course. And my mom was like, oh my God, hey, I haven't talked to you in so long. And he's like, oh, my, my daughter's getting married. Come to the wedding. (laughs) And so then we ended up at this guy's like daughter's wedding. Are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah. And it was like, that's so Greek. Insane. That is so Greek. Yeah. It's so Greek. (laughs) It's so Greek. That could never happen in America. Are you kidding me? I try. I try. I try like in an Uber. So what's happening? And my husband's like, what happens to you? Like pre Uber, (laughs) like a pre night Uber versus the after night Uber. I was like, it's obviously the liquid courage. Like that's what gets me going, (laughs) obviously. And like, that's what helps me speak more Greek. I'd say when I go to Greece, I definitely have like a a tsipuro accent, I would say. So like the more tsipuro I'd have, like the the easier it would just fall off the tongue. Otherwise I went to Greek school. I'm not fluent in Greek. I I lived there for four Mm. months during the summer. So I would say that a lot of the times in the beginning when I'd get there, I'm like, uh-huh yeah and they're like you don't know what we just said and I'm like no I don't like I, I have no idea after a few months there and a little bit of tipuro you know they would say Athens by night comes out here she is um ready to speak Greek and do her thing that's hilarious <laughs> it's funny because I definitely like get scared I get intimidated by it like I know I can speak it fluently mm-hmm. but when I go there like the first like few days I'm always like very quiet because I don't, because they're like, they'll make fun of, of you. Course. They're so hardcore yeah. that they'll make fun of you. And then you don't want to feel bad because it's like, all right, well, I messed up <laughs> one phrasing. Like, just give me a break, man. I don't speak this regularly. <laughs> like, give me a second. And then I feel bad. So I get it. Like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I very much appreciate that because it's funny for the launch. Do you remember Kalomira? Kalomira is a yes. Greek American pop star who basically went to I don't even remember the game show that she was on do you remember the singing fame Fame story story. it was fame story I love fame story that was my season let me tell you Calomira secret combination that was my shit I love that oh my god Um, yes they would call me Calomira like oh Calomira's here well because they made fun of Calomira ruthlessly on the show too and it was so rude all the time give her a it's like she's from Queens. Give her a break. The <laughs> sweetest girl ever, by the way. I'm like gonna tag yeah. her in this video just because I I loved Calomira. She was just a little like shining star that that summer. I remember. I will never forget it. And she went on, I think, to have a pretty big career in Greece after that. I think she did. Right? She's she's still doing it. Yeah, she's still like releasing music. I think like she's she's fine. She's she's. She's done it. She's good. Good, good for, for her. her. Yeah. I think her Eng- I think her Greek is still terrible, but it is what it is. No, I'm kidding. No, I think it's gotten better. <laughs> I think it's because she like lives there now permanently. So she's oh, just like she met a nice Greek boy. She has the children. You okay. know it. Very nice, very nice. Do your parents use something else instead of Windex? Like, is there something that your mom is like a go-to thing instead of Windex? Because Yeah. My dad loves rubbing alcohol. Okay. 
he puts it on everything. My dad, everything, everything. He's like just rubbing alcohol. It's like his like moisturizer and it's his cleanser and it's his toner and it's his sunscreen. My dad, after taking a shower, literally rubs head to toe his body with rubbing alcohol. And he's like, I never get sick. I never get sick, Gus. Am I ever sick? Am I ever sick? And I'm like, no. And he's like, it's the, it's the rubbing alcohol. I, I mean, I literally do the same thing now. Every time I get a cut, rubbing alcohol. It is what it is. Uh, when COVID first happened, did your parents, their eyes glaze over and they started thinking about how hard it was in Greece and how easy we have it here and all we need to do is go out and buy some flour? My dad was like, all you need to do is go buy some flour and some eggs. Make sure you get the flour. And in my head, I'm like, why do I need flour? Am I going to start baking? What's going to happen? I don't understand. And and sure enough, like he was right. <laughs> there was no flour, <laughs> like none to be found. And everybody started baking. And that is pretty prophetic. I mean, that's look out. That's you know? hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, my parents were panicked. <laughs> like my parents were fully panicked. My mom was like, it's coming to get me. I'm going to die. This is it. This, this is how I die. The, I've lived my whole life. I grew up with nothing and this coronavirus will get me. And I was like, what? She, yeah, they were terrified. And now they're just like, don't care. They're now they're just like, they'll wear their masks, but they're just like, I'm over this. I just want to get back to my life. I want to go back to Greece. I'm so annoyed that I couldn't go to Greece this summer. Oh my gosh. I think we're all so annoyed that we couldn't go to Greece. I just want to go somewhere. Like at this point, I literally went on Airbnb and I looked up just like, places that weren't home it wasn't even like it was like I looked up like apartments that like were a few blocks away from me just to get out of my apartment like that's where I'm at like just just to go somewhere new you're just like I gotta go just to right you don't know there could be some cute like penthouse in Brooklyn that's you know with like a cute outdoor space that I could spend a weekend in get some uzo just sit down and be like this is where I am right now this is where I am I have lost it (laughs) when you go to Greece it's like being it, it I feel like I live a double life in a way because being a Greek American here is so different and you have a character or you actually present it as a, you know, a video about uh, when you come back from Greece and how <laughs> it just kills me because everything you said in that video is so things that I've said. And I was like, oh my God, is that what I sound like? <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, the one that's like, oh, when you get, when people get back from Greece, they're like, oh yeah, this is how I am now. This is my whole personality. Yeah. 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 That's, it is, it is though. I mean, right. I think it's because we went as kids. And so we have this like, connection to it it becomes like okay well there's like things I associate in America with childhood and there's a lot of things I associate with childhood in Greece and so it be- it is like a double life in a weird mm-hmm. way and like as much as I want to be like you know I live a double life like I'm Greek I'm Greek first American second it's like it is like low-key true <laughs> it's so true that it's exactly what happened to me Almost 12 years ago, I went to Greece and I was there for a really long time and I came back and I was like, I'm Athena, like I'm I'm Athena and that's my name. And so it was so funny because I had met my husband in a, like a pub before, a few months before I had left. And then I went back, I was like, let me go see if that guy's still there. He was so cute. And I went there and he's like, oh yeah, I remember you. What's your name? I was like, Athena. He was like, wow, Athena, that's so pretty. And it was just so funny because I ended up 
marrying this guy, right? And he was like, is your name Evelyn or Athena? I can't figure it out. And it's a big running joke because he's like, I don't know what to call you. I don't know what to call you. And like when we go to Greece, he's like, it's Athena. But then here it's like, it just flips back and forth with whoever I'm like, whatever family I'm sitting with at that moment. So it's that's hilarious. And I also love the idea that your husband just met you twice. And at one point you were like, I'm Evelyn. And then the second time you were just like, I'm Athena. So whatever. And then like, he just started dating you. And then I'm just assuming like in my head, I'm just making up the story that like five months into dating, he was like, okay, I just have a weird question to ask you. Is your name Evelyn or Athena? And you were like, oh no, he knows. (laughs) Or maybe like a year after, like, it's just hilarious to me that your husband just was like confused for so, like your boyfriend. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's been 12 years. And to this day, he sees people's like, what did you introduce yourself as? Athena or Evelyn? I need to know because at this stage, it's driving me crazy. And I was just like, (laughs) I'm sure if you disappeared one day, if you disappeared one day completely, he would be like, Oh, her name is definitely not Evelyn or Athena. Oh my god. She was lying to me the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even breathe right now. That's so funny. I can't believe I told that story. It's hilarious. I'm so glad that it's finally out in the open because I just feel like a weight has lifted <laughs> off of my shoulders about it. But yes. I wanna know when did you start doing stand-up? You're obviously very funny and charming. And so you were funny all throughout school, I'm assuming, and just that charming personality came out. But when did you actually take the plunge and start to do stand-up? I started in okay, so it's very it's a complicated story. So I did it the first time at when I was at NYU. So it was like twenty fourteen my last year at NYU and I had never done stand-up and so I joined a talent show and I was like I'm gonna do stand-up and I had never done it and I was like I'm gonna do it whatever I'm gonna make up a story or whatever and I won I like won the whole thing of course you did (laughs) I won the first round (laughs) I won the first round and it was pretty funny and I was like okay well I guess I have to like go and get good at this (laughs) and I only had like there's, there's only like the final round. So I only had like a few months to prepare for the final round. And I'd go and I did the final round. And the host of the final round was Mara Wilson, who was Matilda. Remember that child yes. actress? She was hosting. Oh my gosh. And Lady Gaga's mom was the judge. And there was two Broadway actresses and then like some other guy. And those were the judges. And I, this was my second time doing stand up. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to do stand up, whatever. And I like wrote a set. I thought it was okay. And it was only three minutes. So it wasn't that long. And I did well. I mean, I didn't win because a singer won because it was a talent show and singers always win talent oh, shows. Damn it. But Lady Gaga's mom thought I was funny. And I said, thank you for giving birth to Lady Gaga. And then <laughs> I didn't do stand up for like another year and a half. And then I moved to LA and I started doing stand up there. And then did it for about two years and then moved back to New York and then did it for like two years, like hardcore. And now I'm here. Oh my gosh. And here you are. So amazing. But first of all, Lady Gaga's mom, I would just like to know like how that casting for judges got thrown down a little bit just because the girl from Matilda and Lady Gaga, like, do you think that they're friends? Is that what's happening there? They're like, hey, you want to go on this competition? So Matilda was a student at NYU at the time. So that's how that happened. And then Lady Gaga was in the same talent show when she was at NYU. So they brought her mom in to like promote the Born This Way Foundation that they have. 
and also be a judge. That's beautiful. I love that. And you got to meet Lady Gaga's yeah. mom, which is like I got. I was also in the elevator with her. Like we we like got the same elevator upstairs at one point, and it was after I had performed for her, and she was just like, "You have a really good future in this group. Very funny." And she was eating a scone, and I was like, "Can I have your scone?" <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty amazing. That's like one degree separation right there of you and Lady Gaga. You're there. You're best friends. Truly. If I know. And if I ever meet her, I have the best story oh, absolutely. to tell her. You know what I mean? Of this like epic thing. And her mom will not recognize me, but I'll have the video. You know what I mean? I have the video and I'll show it to her and she'll be like, oh my God, you're so funny. You have to go on tour with me. And then I'll go on tour with Lady oh, Gaga. And, then and that's, that's my your life. life. You know? And you're like, you have that scone in your pocket <laughs> and you're like, that. this is the dream. every time I eat a scone I think of Lady Gaga's mom I think of Cynthia now I'll never look at a scone the same way again that's for fucking sure (laughs) do you remember your first time like going out in Greece to the clubs the nightclubs or bazookia which by the way for the listeners that are not Greek and do not know what bazookia is bazookia is live uh singing it's how would you describe it, Gus? It's live singing. It's like a live yeah. band and yeah. a party yeah. and a lot of Greek Greek dance, but traditional Greek yeah. music. Yeah, and they um, throw flowers. They used to throw plates, which is probably where a lot of people get this big assumption that we throw plates, but really we throw everything. We will throw, ev- right. we will flip a table. We will Teresa, Judice, whoop, like in fun times, not angry times. We do it for fun as in basically spasta like which means just throw it all throw it all to the wind throw caution to the wind and throw it down and so do you remember those times the the beginning times when you were going out and going to those clubs like what you thought because it's it's definitely different than i think going out here in the states and i I, have you brought and have you brought any of your american friends to greece to experience this oh okay so I remember, so we used to have for the Kapadavgusto, which is a big, big Greek holiday. It's August 15th. It's a big religious holiday in Greece. And it's like a three-day thing. We used to have a big panigiri in my mom's village, which was like a huge party. And that would go on like an on and on for three nights in a row, like all night long. And so that was like, and I was like, you know, five, six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. whatever. And just like partying it up. But then I remember when I went, when I was like 14, 15, I went out with this group of friends um, who were Greek and they like took me under their little wing and we went out to like 6 a.m. And it was so different. Literally, like we showed up at two, we stayed till six and like that was the norm. That was it. It's like, like drinks before and then party, 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 party. And it's like all like, you know, electro euro pop like edm house and i was like all i'm like real into it and all the clubs were like on the beach where it was awesome like it was so cool i love it and no but no a lot of my american friends have never and i really want to take my boyfriend and i really want to take my best friend and just to like experience like especially my mom's village because like it's at least for a day or two because it's like such a like interesting place that they would never picture Greece as that I definitely need to take it's so funny because when I was writing my outline I was like I'm gonna talk about the time that like everybody talked up Greek Easter and like hyped it up for me and they're like you gotta go to Greece for Greek Easter you have to go and I went and I was expecting because you know Greek Easter in America is like very much a party we get the lambs we find a thousand other Greeks we sit in a park we drink we eat and 
over there, you get together with your families, you invite people over. Mostly it's in the houses though. It was so funny because I was like, okay, I'm going to Greece for my first time, going to Greek Easter. We're going to have a great time. And we went to the village and I wrote down, I was like, the one restaurant in the village is belonged to my uncle George. And it was so funny because I then started listening and watching a video that you did and it was like the same exact thing they like all have oh my god one yes restaurant the train tracks are like in the middle of the streets because you know you got to get on a train to go anywhere if you're going to the village right especially that's how they did it back in the day but uh, i ate like lamb off of newspaper and drank like homemade uzu out of water bottles which is totally normal there by the way it's like moonshine i know that my grandpa used to make like homemade wine and he would put them in these two liter coke bottles and he would just drink from them all day. He was shit-faced all day long. And I was like, good for... I mean, he lived till he was like 88. Like, good for that you, bro. That stuff is like really strong, too. I don't know if you've ever tried the moonshine or oh, that, that so they good. make, like the homemade cipro. My uncle made one time. I I felt like... Yes. I was like, this is great. I only had a little bit, but I swear to God, I felt like I was going to die. I was like, this is the strongest thing I've ever had in my life. And the next thing I know, I'm like, where am I? Where am I? What's happening it's right too now? Much. So... And Uzo's crazy or Tsipuro is crazy too. <laughs> have you had Tsipuro? I'm assuming you have, of course. Yeah. And then you stand up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm really super buzzed <laughs> right now. <sighs> Are your grandparents still alive? Are they in Greece? Are they there? My mind passed, sadly. So yeah, mine all passed. I have no grandparents left, but I had, so we have a lot of family still and we see them. But like the my grandpa really was the glue, I feel. And I think now that he's gone, it's like we've kind of let a lot of those relationships kind of like deteriorate. The Greeks in Greece that stayed feel a certain way about the Americans that left and vice versa. And there's a lot of opinions that each everyone has about each other. And me personally, I'm like, I have nothing to do with this. Like I am much younger than everybody here by like 10 years I'm just like doing my thing. Like, come say hi to me. Let's go to the beach one day. Let's hang out. I don't need this drama. And then like everyone else is like, but that's one time in 2004. And I'm like, no, let it go. Um, Like grandpa's oh dead. Like, God. let it all go. It's going to be fine. And then my grandma was the only person I knew on my dad's side. Like my only person. Because they got, his parents got divorced. And so there's a huge chunk of people in Greece that may as well are probably my cousins. Wow. And I have no idea who they are. My dad's side of the family, I really don't know. And my grandma and I were really, really close. So when she died, it, and it, she was like my connective tissue to Ayo. And I love Ayo, and I still have a lot of friends there. But now every time I go to Greece, it's a little bit harder because it's like, well, I have to stay at someone's house. That's awkward for me. Because like, as an American, I'm like, I just want to stay in my hotel room. But them as Greeks are like, oh, stay with us. Stay with us. And your whole day will revolve around everything that we want to do. And it's like, I just would like a You mean I can't do anything on my own? Nothing. You cannot do anything. We have everything planned. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't have a car. <laughs> right. And like, I'm in, I'm a New Yorker too. So it's like a level of, you know, kind of like, if I want to go for a walk, I'm just going to go for a walk. Like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to go for a walk in the middle of the day, like a psychopath and, and put my music on and just vibe. And you can't do that in Greece. You can't just casually go for a walk. Someone will find you. <laughs> you will be found. Every time I go for a walk in Greece, I bump into like 17 relatives or friends and they're always like, what are you doing? And I'm like going for a walk. And they're like, 
do you do you need a ride somewhere? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just like want to go for a, I just I just want to go for a walk. Please leave me alone. Stop asking questions. It says my internet connection's unstable. I mean, okay. that's not the only thing that's fucking unstable. Let's be okay. clear. Okay. Please be careful when you walk in the streets of Greece because they don't care if you're crossing a street. And that is that. Those are my warnings. Nobody no one cares. cares. Yeah. No one. Yeah. And nobody cares. You're going to die. Yeah, they're they're like, Greece. my frappe. I don't care if you're dead. My frappe, you know? So um, <laughs> my grandmother would tell me if I would be going out or anything like that, she would say, how are you going? And I'd be like, I'm going to take a taxi. And they're like, she's like, oh, okay. Just so you know, that's where they'll take you up to the mountains and murder you and leave you for dead. But you have fun. <laughs> okay, honey. Yes. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, really? She's like, well, you're going by yourself, right? I would do that with my grandma all the time. I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk. She'd be like, oh, no, let me call my friend. He'll pick you up. I'm like, I just want to just go to the beach. Leave me alone. I don't understand either. Cause it feels like Greece was so much safer than at being anywhere in America for me whenever I'd go out because everybody knows yeah. everybody and everybody knows your business. And so they're like, Oh, there's Athena from California. She's here. She's visiting. Yeah. We know Yorgo and blah, 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 blah. So it's like neighborhood right. watch like heightened to a thousand. All right. Right. Now I want to get into the nitty gritty stuff here because I, I want to know how Greek mom now, for those of you who don't know, Greek mom is something that Gus, I mean, it's not based on your mom. Is it based on your mom? It's based on your mom. Well, it's Greek based moms on, in general. Yeah, and like some of it is my mom, most of it is my mom, some of it is my yeah, yeah, some of it is, you know, my aunt. Like it's a bunch of people, and I would say. Greek mom yeah. is something that did you come up with Greek mom in during COVID times or is it a character that you kind of were thinking about before? How did you No, I've been doing it for okay. a year. I had been doing it like a few times cuz I just less so just like a little bit here and there. And like every time I posted a Greek mom video, it would do really well. And I would be like, oh, people seem to like this. And then around Easter, I was like, well, I got to do a Greek Easter one. And then it was just perfect timing, really. It's so good. And your pronunciation guides send me, those yeah. guides are what really like hooked me. Like when I was watching your stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, really? I like, oh, my God. oh, I got to do more of them then. I stopped doing them because I thought people were like over it. And I'll do more oh, of them. Oh, I love them. I think that I've heard my dad say like half of the things the way you say it. And especially your light series where you're like close the light I'm like ah I like flash back to when I was a kid and I'm like don't leave any lights <laughs> on close them close the ball and so I say that and I said that the other day my husband's like did you just say close the light and I said I said close the light that's what I said I said what I said yeah it's true it's so funny I caused a stir today because I asked people on my Instagram story I was like do you say close the light or do you say turn off the light and right now it's at like 47% close the light, 53% turn off the light. And all these non-Greek people are DMing me and they're like, who the fuck the says close the light? And I was like, you don't understand. I started a frenzy. These Greek people are going to yeah, riot. because it's close the light. It is, it is what it is. It is. It is close, close the light. The, light uh, the party is over. So um, that's definitely a thing. I 100% am a close the light person no matter what. Hands down. Um, <laughs> My other favorite that you did recently was the gossiping ghost <laughs> because I just feel like it's so appropriate for Halloween. I feel like you really channeled into that ghost persona and um, what made you come up with that little uh, idea? Um, well, thank you. I love, I love horror movies. Like I really, really love horror movies. And all I've been doing during this is like watch a sh shit ton of horror movies, like so many. 
And then I just woke up one morning and I was like, just a picturing, just like, what if like someone was a ghost that was just like, oh my God, these people are so gross. Their house is disgusting. And like, I just thought that was such a funny idea. So then I was like, oh, what else would she say? And then I was just like, I'm going to shoot this and put it up. I mean, really? Thank you so much. It was a perfect thing for Halloween because we're watching so much content nowadays. Uh, I don't know about you. I'm watching so much content nowadays and it's really hard. It was hard for me to kind of be creative with my, my, I do a lot of memes for Bravo. So like, it's hard for me to think of all these new creative things. And I feel like sometimes my stuff is like totally outside the box that people are like, I do not get that at all, That this makes no sense at all. And then there's stuff that really hits that I'm like, really that, that hit as much as it should. I don't understand. And so a lot of the time I feel Mm. like maybe I don't understand how this works. So when would you say was the first time you really felt like, oh my God, this is viral? Like, how did this happen? When would you say that that happened for you? I would say, one, the Greek moms on Easter video in April that I did just blew up in a way. Like, I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh crap, like, this is nuts. Just like the messages I got from people were just so much to like, it took like a day wow. just to go through them. And, then like the, another time was the, the a tweet that I did that just like blew up. It was just everywhere, and that was the um, that was the oh I'm I'm sorry I'm running late because time hasn't mattered in eight months. That just went, it went like, crazy viral, and I'm really I mean I'm so happy about it. It's so cool, and like that's something again like just what you said it was I don't know I think this is kind of funny, and I just like post like tweeted it, and I was like oh okay people really related to this, and I guess. There seems to be a balance of like, oh, how I'm currently feeling, really, really feeling honestly is like relatable to people. And how do I make that kind of funny in my own voice? And I think you do a great job of that because obviously everyone could relate to that. It was so, it was more vast than just like one particular Uh, genre or anything like that everyone can relate to that right now especially because of COVID Mm. and being inside and who knows what time it is and everything so I just have to say right you hit that you hit that hard well thank you what's a self-care tip for you because I know that being now you're such a big you're like an influencer comedy influencer you're there you're in it now like Everybody knows Gus. So what is a big self care tip? <laughs> I don't feel that way at all. I like do not feel that way at all. I'm like, okay, am I? Yes, great. Awesome. Yes. I mean, <laughs> listen, when my Greek like comedian can mesh with my Bravo sphere universe, it's like two worlds colliding. Oh. I'm like, this is it. He's made it. He's made it to the big time. <laughs> he's, like, he's blowing up. Let's get them on here. So like, how do you take care of yourself during this? I'm sure you get like a ton of DMs. And actually, uh, you were on a podcast, the Greek. Oh, Connecting Greeks. Yeah, the Connecting Greeks podcast. And you were talking about how family members would reach out to you and be like, you know, uh, um, my sister or brother is gay and they don't know how to come out. And you've just been like so um, such a shining light for them and giving them some some joy in their life and and I just want want to know like when you see those messages do you know how amazing it is like you actually do respond to them so you are giving them more than just like the old you know like like it's gonna be okay you actually take the time to write back and share your experiences and I think that that's this is just like a 
like a compliment really because I just I want you to know like that means a lot for people out there and your responses do mean a lot for people out there and I don't I don't think a lot of people do that anymore or maybe they're too scared mm. to do that so I think how do you balance like those crazy messages with the ones that are really meaningful to you uh well there's not really that many crazy messages there's a few that I'm like oh well like I think this person just might want a little bit more than I think I can give them right now, which is to say that they'll just probably keep messaging until like at nauseum. I don't know if you've ever gotten that, which is like someone just like, if you respond once, they'll just like message you just like their journal for the day, every single day, which is insane. Most of the messages I get are so nice. And they're just like, you brought me and my family together. And my brother has been stuck on the other side of the world. And you really helped us connect. Aww. And like, someone sent me a message today that was like, my mom and I sat on Sunday morning and watched like 15 of your videos in a row. And it was like just a really cool moment. And I was like, oh my God, that's so nice. I like don't know how to take it. I have to like internalize it in a way and then just move on because it like breaks my little heart. I just can't oh do it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I watch 15 videos of you too, obviously. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I love when there's also like little kids that are like obsessed. They're just like, oh my God, my like eight-year-old loves you. I'm like, what? That's insane. That's like so I did a cameo for someone's like kid and then they sent me back a video that was just like, thank you so much. You're my favorite comedian. And it was like this eight-year-old and I was like, oh. Oh my god. It really warmed my whole heart. It was like, I, I saved the videos and I like just keep them in my phone for like a rainy I day. I feel like I would too. Yeah, I started screenshotting the messages too that are really nice just to have them for me because they make me feel like really nice. And like, I'm glad that I can bring that to somebody. But it's like also like this two way street of like, oh, I'm making your day or like, you're making my day too, just by sending me this. I love that. That's so sweet. And it's such a like a positive thing. I feel like your humor is so uplifting and positive. And it's super fun. And I haven't seen your stand up live. But I've heard you know, you do you do have a lot of fun when you do your stand up lives, right? Like, would you say that you have a healthy balance mm -hmm. of like sugar and spice when you do your stand up? I definitely my stand up is like kind of different. And it's it's melding together in a nice way. I think stand up is such a weird thing right now, because I've been doing it in like parks and alleyways. And so it's like such a different experience. So it's like there is a balance only because like, there's not as much. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, back before COVID, I was doing like, three or four spots a night. And so it was like, I would leave my house at five and I would come back at one and I was just running around the city all day doing stand up. And so it was exhausting. And so now I think there's more of a balance of, oh, I can just sit here and just put the tripod up and do a nice video. <laughs> like I feel so, so this is so nice. Do you feel like you're less kind of worn down? Like from doing a that little bit, yeah totally. yeah and do you, you feel like you have totally. more control over it because you can kind of see what you're putting out there and see the immediate kind of feedback from it right yes That's awesome. yes absolutely That's awesome. right and in terms of self-care I really just spend the day working and I give myself the night you have to give yourself something you know what I mean like a little bit of something I have a nice little routine but like at night, I like watch a movie or watch some Bake Off. And I have like this like very intricate snack routine. Oh, it's like so intense. Like I, <laughs> I start with dinner and then I make popcorn and I have like gourmet popcorn seasonings. I have buttery garlic and salted caramel and kettle corn and salt and vinegar. I have like all these popcorn seasonings. I love popcorn. And so I'll season it. I'll pick the seasoning. Then I go to carrots, a little something a little more light. <laughs> and then I switch to like cheese crackers. And then um, 
frozen grapes. Have you ever had frozen yes, grapes? Yes, they're delicious. Of course, yeah. They're frozen so good. grapes are my <laughs> yeah. Shit. They're so I good. I love frozen grapes. Oh. Frozen grapes are my Windex. Put frozen grapes on everything. <laughs> let me tell you. I love frozen grapes. And then I switched to something more hardcore, like mini Oreos or like those little wafer cookies. I love those wafer cookies. And then after an hour, oh I... This is amazing. It's like a Michelin star, like 12 course meal, like at the end of the night. It I love it. Every single night too. And it's not like that much. Like I don't like gore. Like I don't like just like go ape shit. Like I'll have like a serving size or two of everything, but it's like, it's like, it needs to be this rigid. It's insane. That's like what I go out to eat. I'd rather have like six different appetizers. Cause I'll just take like my one yes. meal. And I'm like, I don't need to just taste this for an entire meal. I need to have like a, th- a thousand other tastes in my mouth. Like like different things. I want a salad. I want this appetizer. I want that. I want this. I want that because I just like the idea. And I feel like that that was ingrained to us as kids when we go to Greece and we'd have a thousand things to eat at once. (laughs) Right. And I'll have a small little dinner and have all my little snacks and be so happy. (laughs) Um, And I want to talk about you going on a podcast where your boyfriend, Dave, is that his name? Right? Is that Dave? Yeah. So Dave, uh, he does, he's a reporter on The Housewives. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. You at first were getting DM'd by Housewives. <laughs> and then you're like, who's this? Is this your friend? And then you found out later that, oh, these, these women are actually on shows, they're on reality TV. And so basically, you have this like huge, like Kate Chastain is your number one fan, I swear to God, on Instagram, I see her always liking your stuff. And I'm like, Oh, my God, Kate Chastain, she loves you. <laughs> it's amazing to me, because Kate is so funny. She is one of my favorite Bravo celebrities out there. She's so funny. And so do you connect with these Bravo lebs? Do they slide into your DMs and talk to you? And how does that work there? Are you guys best friends? Um, so Dave does work with them through reporting and whatnot. And for people magazine, which is so cool. I don't watch Bravo at all, which is so interesting. Well, now I do because the quarantine has like forced me to, but like before I was like, I have so much on my plate. Like I can't commit. I know I'll like it and I'll know I get sucked. Yeah. If I can avoid getting sucked into this and spending my whole month (laughs) just doing this, like I have to do it. I just avoided it. And I was like, no. And then through meeting him, he would like take me to a few of the tapings. He's like friends with a few of them and I've met them through there and then they'll follow me and then like start liking all my stuff. Kate is awesome. Kate is like one of the nicest people in the whole wide world. She's so awesome. I just love her so much. Yeah, she is. (laughs) She's just like a gem of a human being and just cares so deeply about like the success of others as well as her own. And I'm really proud that she has the chat room show. She's awesome. But now I watch them all and I love them. Like now I love like Beverly Hills this season. I was like obsessed with, I was like, this is great. I get it. I, I get it. And I'm watching Potomac and Potomac is so good. And I'm like, Oh my God, Potomac. Are you kidding? Me? Can we like, just talk about that for uh, a second? So amazing. If anybody is not watching Potomac, you are, you are insane because Potomac is so good. It is the best thing on, on oh Bravo right now. And I highly recommend everybody so watch good. it. That fight. I can't, I just can't. It's so good because it's still so fun. Yeah. Like, okay, the fight is definitely really dramatic and whatnot, but there's still so much fun going on. And like the ladies are all like still just, just trying to make it like as fun as possible. And I really appreciate that. Like, I think New York is missing a lot of that where it's like, they think they're think I think they think what they're doing is fun, but it's actually just kind of like 
okay, uh, we we get it. You know, there's a camera on, you know, whereas like Potomac is just like, let's just dance. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yes. Like, I love it. It does have that more feel of it being less, um, like they feel, I feel like they're more unhinged to the production side of it. It feels less produced than that. Like, like mm. re- real housewives of Beverly Hills to me, it just seems like they're very much like, this is what we're going to say and this is how we're going to do it. And this is what's happening. But then you go to Potomac and you're mm-hmm. like, exactly what you said. It's like, they're just going to say it like Giselle being like, I need to take my notes for this conversation. And I'm like, yes, I take notes for conversations. That's how I do this. Do I bring a Oh my God. Giselle bringing a security guard was the, I loved it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is my show. This is it. This is the best thing ever. Um, It's just great. It's just so good. I'm so glad you watch because you know, that just goes perfectly with this whole twisted plot podcast that I have. And at the end of every podcast that I do, I do a plot twist. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about right now, but I will tell you that um, it's basically a a plot twist on something that I give you a topic on. And this is really important. And I need everybody to go to Gus's stories because there is a neighbor that I have invested a lot of time in watching (laughs) on and his name is Eric. And uh, I think I take it back. It wasn't the pronunciation guy that got me. It was Eric and what's happening with Eric. And I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about who Eric is. And then after I'd love it if you give a little plot twist for Eric. So, okay. So Eric is, so we have a balcony on our inner apartment, which is right out there. And uh, we can see across the way to the other building. So it's like friends, like the ugly naked guy. Eric is my <laughs> ugly naked guy. I can see into his apartment and he doesn't care. And so we saw him one day, like washing his dishes. And we were like, oh my God, he's so hot. And me and my boyfriend were talking about him. And then he started doing pull-ups and I was like, oh, we have to film this. So we started filming him doing pull-ups in his kitchen. And he like turned around and fully caught us. And like... <laughs> sauce but we named him eric his name is not eric we named him eric we just assumed that he works in finance because he has a nice one bedroom in park slope and he wears a lot of patagonia (laughs) and watches a lot of marvel movies we made up a whole life for him we were like eric's single during the quarantine he's been going out a lot more i have to say so when he caught us he put up the next day like a giant curtain and like boxes, Amazon boxes to like hide his windows, which is such a straight guy thing to do, which is put up boxes <laughs> instead of a curtain, like relax. But he didn't, but he didn't cover up his kitchen and he didn't cover up his bedroom. So I was like, so you want us to see your bedroom clearly. Okay. I see that dresser, Eric. I see it's from Ikea. Anyways. Oh my God. So then when he put the curtain up, we started looking below and we saw Laura. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who lives below, Laura and her husband, I don't know, I'm going to say Dale. I don't really know his name, but he looks like a Dale. Laura and Dale are a lovely couple. She works out in her apartment. Anyway, so Eric eventually took the boxes down and took the curtain down because he wants us to watch him. (laughs) He's gotten really, he's actually gotten really like thin and like muscular during the quarantine. He looks good. But one day, I swear to God, I was on the street corner. He's going to call the cops on me for sure. But one day... He, uh, we were on the street corner and he like, someone just like stopped and like looked at me and I was like, that's fucking Eric. (laughs) That's motherfucking Eric. It's definitely him. He definitely caught me. He knows who I am. He's going to track me down. 
Um, I feel like it's a mutual relationship between you guys, like a neighbor relationship. Like he's just like, okay, yeah. like I, I can get into this. This is fine. This is how it is. This is COVID times. Everybody needs a little bit of entertainment somehow. So he's like, takes down his curtain. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sure I'm because we I have I have him as a story highlight on my yeah. Instagram just called Eric. And I'm sure that he has a story highlight called like gay and gayer or something like that about me and my boyfriend somewhere on his Instagram because please just write back um, that yeah. that would be amazing now I need to go find yeah. where this is hiding I guess that's the plot twist plot twist <laughs> Eric watches us just as much as we watch him there's a whole other Instagram following that is dedicated to the Gus and Dave saga oh my god I am totally into plot this twist. plot twist Eric is on to you and he has his own series on you that's perfect Gus, thank you so much. Uh, you're on Cameo. So if people want a Greek mom message from you, they can go and find you on Cameo, right? Yes. Cameo.com slash constantly Gus. And all my social media is constantly Gus. Perfect. I'm so excited that I got a chance to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on and just, you know, talking about Greece, talking about everything. And I hope to have you on again soon because you are so funny. You I never knew how much joy I could get from talking to you. And now I want it all the time. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Tune in next time. And remember, stay twisted.